0: All righty, let's get into some combo. It's been a week and a bit. Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Norm, along with Mike, the Leafs coming off a 4-3 loss in Boston. Matt Grizzlick breaking Leafs Nation hearts across the country and around the world at 1844 of the third, making it 4-3. The Leafs just could not get it done. Mike, to me, the Leafs and Boston are very, very close in terms of talent and caliber. But Boston, again, shows that it's just... a a notch above there's just an intensity that the Bruins play with that the Leafs can try to match but just can't
1: good morning Norm um I I think it's more than that I think it's a I think last night I mean clearly the Bruins have been the best team in this league I mean they they lost the game in regulation uh on Thursday to Seattle and that was the first loss in regulation at TD Garden um so they've been fantastic they're going to you know if they don't uh trip over themselves they're going to win the president's trophy that doesn't really mean anything because florida won the president's trophy and they lost in the second round last year but this is a veteran team with a lot of good players who i think you know haunt maple leaf fans dreams bergeron marsh and pasternak <clears throat> they're just good um i think this was an opportunity for the leafs to prove that they are at their level now the leafs have had a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, but, but Boston is now, I think, 11 points ahead of them. So it was, you know, the Leafs are not catching the Bruins, but in their mind's eye, this is something where, okay, let's see if we can match up with the Bruins, go into their house and beat them. And what happened? The Leafs were undone by what has undid them, if that's a word, uh, in playoffs over the last few years. Stupid bad giveaways. Now I thought Matt, I thought Matt Murray was good. Um, he wasn't great, but he was good. I think he, mm-hmm. he made a, a number of good saves. But um, you know the the goal from Grizzlick with uh, less than two minutes left to go, I think was stoppable. But the thing that killed the Leafs were was give was I, in the in the in the micro was giveaways. The Riley Timmins pairing were on the ice for the first three goals. Um, Timmins gave it up on the second goal, which ended up in a Pasternak goal. Uh, Riley with a bad pass on the first goal in the first period that resulted in the in the uh, Bergeron goal. Um, so I mean that pairing didn't work. Um, and Riley, uh, we'll talk about Riley in a minute. He is he has struggled since coming back from his knee injury. But in the third period, John Tavares, uh, late in the game, when you're trying to preserve a point Mm -hmm. with a giveaway in his own zone that resulted in boston possessing the puck getting it around and getting it to grizzly those see those are losses that are unforgivable because at least you get a point out of that game but right he's a
0: veteran who should settle it down amid the chaos and he was not able to do that in that circumstance and if the, the boston comes away with a regulation win the leafs could have used that point just to sustain. You'd expect more from John Tavares in that moment. Um, Johnny here uh, says, and we'll get into the comments as we go through, this is the combo. Norm along with Mike, thanks for being here. Like the content, subscribe to the channel. Johnny, this game was a copy of every game they have played in Boston during the playoffs. In a way, yeah, it the, the result was the same.
1: Well they've won games in Boston during sure. the, playoffs. the problem is is that they don't win games in Toronto during the playoffs against against teams like Boston and Tampa. And I'm going to for the for the purpose of the discussion during this show, I'm going to lump Boston and Tampa together because those two teams the Leafs have played three times during this recent six consecutive first round losses and they're going to play them four times because they're playing Tampa in the first round of the playoffs. And if you look at both Boston and Tampa, the constructions of those teams are pretty similar. You have you know veteran, experienced guys who have won Stanley Cups, you have deep lineups, you have contributors throughout the lineup. You're talking about third, fourth line guys who score, like A.J. Greer scored last night. You have deep defenses and you have quality goaltending. And with the Leafs, I think they have quality goaltending better than they've had over the last few years with uh, with Murray and, and uh, Samson off and over over Jack Campbell. Uh, last night, I'll say I'll say this. They missed T.J. Brody. They need T.J. Brody, a hundred percent T.J. Brody in this lineup, whether it's playing with Riley or whether it's playing with Justin Hall to make Justin Hall less of a liability. They, they need the depth. You know, Giordano played really well. You know, I can't complain about what Hall did. Last night it was mostly mostly Riley and Timmons. Uh, and, and, you know, Timmons, you know, he is what he is. I think he's a good offensive defenseman. Defensively, I think he's not fully formed yet. So, you know, in a playoff scenario, will he be in the lineup? I, I don't probably I – don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But um, their defense is deep enough, but one injury makes them – maybe not on the level of either one of those potential, uh, uh, uh oppos- potential opponents. And, and Morgan Riley has to be at the level that Morgan Riley can be. And right now I, st- I think he came back from that injury. You know, maybe he's a hundred percent, maybe he feels tentative with the knee injury. Maybe it's going to take him a little while to get back to where he, he was, but he's clearly not as mobile as he was before the knee injury. And I think that's a factor. Uh, but overall norm the problem is is that the leafs are almost wholly dependent on the top two lines to score they get nothing out they got nothing out of their fourth line other than other than useless fights and 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 uh, you know empty calorie hits on a dryden hunt uh and the third line was you know, why else would
0: simmons and hunt be in the lineup mike Dude, well, you're not expecting hunt to light up the lamp and and simmons was there to to set a tone with nick felino and just to say that hey i'm here now he wasn't there for the last part of the game because he was um you know in this in the sin bin for what was going on in between periods but oh, okay. I, I understand what the guys were trying to accomplish here is that look this is we, we're, we don't have a lot of might but we're going to come to the table with what we have and initially it seemed to I mean, there were a lot of people applauding what uh, Wayne Simmons did to just to to try to be out there to set a tone. What else would you be expecting from a team that doesn't have the might and doesn't play with the ferocity that you wish it would and they probably need to, to to take that next step?
1: Well, according to the reports before the game, Pontus Holmberg and Bobby McMahon were ill, so they couldn't play. So really, they had no option other, uh, in, other than playing Simmons and Hunt. And maybe Hunt was going to play... Um, because he's a sort of a crasher and a banger on the fourth line. And Hunt played, he only played eight minutes and 21 seconds last night. But Wayne Simmons, I'm sorry, I've made the point before. And it's no, I'm not casting aspersions on Wayne Simmons. He's had a fine career and he's a really, he's a good guy and he's well-liked in the locker room, but he can't keep up with the pace of the game. And he took, you know, against, uh, he's taken stupid penalties in most of the games. Now, last night he got into a fight, which I don't know, did it set the tone? Whatever. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, but in the, th- in between the second this is of- the
0: Leafs pushback, Mike, sorry to interrupt you, but this is what the Leafs can do to push back. This is the way they're constructed. They yeah. do not have pushback from top to bottom throughout this lineup. So they that's bring in the why, guy.
1: That's why it's useless norm, because honestly, a fourth line guy like Wayne Simmons going out there for four minutes and 49 seconds and fighting is absolutely useless. You know, you know who's in, you know who's impactful uh, in terms of being physical and being and providing pushback. A guy like Tom Wilson, who plays in a top nine, top six role for
0: Washington. That's and you're who, not saying you haven't. This isn't an about face. You're not saying the Leafs don't require toughness. They require toughness that
1: plays. That's the thing. I mean, okay, you know, I'm talking. About, you know, you okay. You have a guy like Kyle Clifford who plays in the playoff game against Tampa and he, and he takes a dumb penalty and gets suspended and he wasn't playing that many minutes. He's playing fourth line minutes. And it's like, put him out there for six minutes. That doesn't do shit. It really doesn't. You need a guy who can play in your top six or top nine who can play physically, who's going to be out there, who isn't a liability. And Wayne Simmons, because of his lack of speed is a liability. Now last night, Okay, he goes out, and after the whistle, when A.J. Greer and, uh, who was it, uh, Trent Frederick was mouthing off at Michael Bunting, who was like the only guy in the top nine who pisses people off and gets the blood flowing, um, they, they, uh, Wayne Simmons was mouthing off at A.J. Greer, and they both got misconduct. Okay, great. Anybody can mouth off, but Wayne Simmons carries some gravitas because he plays physical. He's played physical in his career. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, this team, what they need is a player or players that can play in the top nine, that can play physically, that can crash and bang. They don't have that on the roster. And all you saw last night were guys pushing around, you know, well, okay. Against Detroit, Jake Wallman cross-checks John Tavares uh, behind the Toronto net or behind the Detroit net. Was there a response? Nothing. That's your team captain. Did you expect a response, Mike?
0: The you team has captain- to have one. Okay, the, the team needs to be renovated. The, renovated with with some players to supplant some of the, the the guys we all are hoping, wishing, dreaming turn into adequate NHLers. That needs to happen. But in, in in this moment, January 15th, leading into a trade deadline, leading into another season where we're still expecting the Leafs to, to do something better than they have in the past, that is a big ask, and that is a tall task. I mean, I'm all of a sudden Dr. Seuss. But you know, Mike, uh, to find just to find a group of guys to come in and replace who you have, is next to impossible right now Mm -hmm. what i'd be asking the players is to just come to the table themselves again it's the 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 little engine that could in in terms of guys who don't normally play uh like they're taller than they are bigger than they actually are but to do that anyway that's as good as it's really going to get i mean you could bring one dude in to try to stir the drink a little bit but again michael bunting's doing his thing you bring in another player who who has a more of a physical prowess on the ice but what the hell is that going to do to the philosophy on the team how does that how does that affect everybody it's possible it can but i think it starts from within you play with what you've got and you try to uh to to modify your thinking to to stand up to these teams like the bruins and play with heart play with hustle play with the intensity because that's what they've got i you just don't see how the modifications can take place in, in this moment that are are going to uh it, immediately take this team from something that is close to something that'll get over the edge.
1: i think sandpaper and physicality are infectious i'm not I, not to say that i think all of a sudden austin matthews is going to start running people but I well, do, he
0: has some hits last night he put laid some body on guys like i mean he does what he can and he's injured too right but I, I, do,
1: I do think that if you put if you bring in the right player that it'll get other players to play like in a like manner so it's like if you if you bring in somebody who can play in the top nine and can play physically like say they go out and they trade for ivan Barbashev from st louis who's a physical forward who's a th- you know probably a third line center which allows them to move either david camp down to fourth line or gives them some flexibility if they do you know if they do that you know this is a crash and bang guy and there, and the other players will sort of follow suit now i'm not saying all of a sudden they're going to be, be become like a, a ridiculous physical team they're they're just not built that way but you need one or two players to provide that and if if all of a sudden brad marchand or uh you know charlie Coyle or trent frederick run somebody you need somebody to run that player to run somebody and i'm not saying illegally i'm saying you need somebody to respond you if you if you're your uh rea- reaction to a boston player running a toronto player is to put wayne simmons out there for four minutes
0: that's not an answer that's all me. sheldon keith has you're not going to get that's all he has right Nylander. now you're that's- not getting pushback from Nylander. you're not getting pushback from engvall you're not getting pushback from from marner um, you know, you won't talk about empty calories. You'll probably get that from Kerfoot, but not to the extent that you'd really need it Front, uh, you'd need it. So yeah, maybe somebody comes in and lights a fire under their asses. I just don't, I mean, I believe the team, um, on conceptually was put together to dance around everybody, just to be skilled, more skilled, outscore everybody. You know, you let in some bad goals, but for the most part, you'll score plenty more than you give up and the rest of the league would fall into place. I believe that's what Kyle Dubas and his group laid. That's how they laid their plan out years and years ago. And unfortunately, um, it's just not working on their behalf. They're close, but uh, it's the element that they've all been fucking scared of. And a lot of their supporters have just disregarded as being passe in this game that is required now um, to, to, to make this team a full success Case in point, their fucking opponents in Boston last night play that way. And they are just, they are better than the Maple Leafs. Don't kid yourselves. They are better than the Maple Leafs. And until further notice, the, the Lightning are better than the Maple Leafs because of the way they play. And if the Leafs cannot think that teams are going to regress to their level so the Leafs can have full passage to cruise through because they are the divine right holders of a fucking Stanley Cup that they haven't earned yet. They're going to have to take that step. Is or Do we have enough time to see it? Um, take place between now the trade deadline and the trade deadline to the playoffs and the playoffs into the, the great unknown? Uh, I don't think so. Mike, I, I just want to get to some comments because there are a few people here who have been um, copying and pasting their comments. Uh, Mike Rushton, Mike, I, I I read you and I see you, brother. Here you are. Uh, Braden Shen, Mike, tough and can play. Uh, Mike made the point that they should grab both Shen brothers and, and install them in the lineup and, and those guys might be the catalyst to, to get the Leafs going.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, you'd have to say um, St. Louis would have to want to trade Braden Shen. And Braden Shen is under contract for five more years at $6.5 So I don't think the Leafs would want to take on somebody with that kind of contract. Um, But you'd have to say St. Louis probably wouldn't want to trade him. He's one of their better forwards. Uh, uh, Elliot Friedman reported last night about Luke Shen. Well, guess who's interested in him? The Tampa Bay Lightning, which is a you know, cause he won two Stanley Cups with them. They know they know him, they know him well. And he's he's I think he's making like under a million dollars so they can afford him. So yeah, and that fits in, okay, again, add to Nick Paul and Patrick Maroon and Corey Perry and Brandon Hagel and Alex Colon. Keep going on and on and wow. on. Their fourth line might be better than the Leafs third line, because it's got it's got a guy who won a heart heart trophy on it. So, you know, that that, or not. Yeah, no. Yeah. A hard trophy. He did. Yeah, he
0: he did. Years and years ago, uh Leafs control parts of the game. They could have won if it wasn't for the giveaways. Sure, Sure. But by the skin of their fucking teeth. Right. They just don't take they don't take it. They don't take it to the to the opposition. Sure, they can beat the, the teams that are afraid of their own shadow. If it's just pawn hockey, the Leafs are going to win all the time. But we're talking about getting to the next level against teams that have won in the past and that have, have been a nightmare for the Leafs to try to compete with when it's an elimination uh, circumstance. And oh. that's what it's about, guys. It Leafs, really, that's what it's about.
1: The Leafs play last night was sort of like a heartbeat where there were hot there were peaks and there were valleys and there was I think it was an inconsistent performance whereas Boston is flatline they're the same almost all the time now the thing is if you can maintain your peaks then you can beat them but the Leafs didn't there was there were lulls and in those lulls a a team with the Bergerons and the Marchands and the Pasternak's and Taylor Hall and Krejci. I mean, their lineup is deeper and more talented and more physical and more experienced. And the only way the Leafs can can compete with that is to have their high level players playing at that high level for longer period mm-hmm. for a longer period of time than it probably is you know I, I think uh, that you can really realistically expect. So I mean, unless like all of a sudden in the playoffs the you know Austin Matthews take or Mitch Marner takes this team on their back and performs at a superhuman level, I, I like I look at the I look at the Leafs even though they're a great team with the current construct of the playoff format, I just don't see a way that they can beat Tampa or they can beat Boston. So I hope I hope. I'm proved wrong. I hope for Lee fans that I'm proved wrong. Right. But, but, you know, like at the deadline, if you ask me to bet on what Kyle Dubas is going to do, I think he's going to double down on skill. I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to add a top six forward who plays on the second line, replacing Krook, so they can move him down to the third line, and it would be a Timo Meyer or a Max Domi or a James right. Van Riemsdyk or okay. someone Sau- Somebody who can play with skill and that, you know, that sort of lengthens their lineup. But I think they need somebody who can play the fourth line. If they're not going to play somebody who's played with the Mm Marlies and give them them an opportunity, I think they need to add somebody that provides a little veteran depth on the fourth line. And if they get that, then maybe that improves their
0: chances. Okay, okay. Uh, This is the combo of Norm with Mike. Uh, subscribe to the channel we'd appreciate it tons of listeners um not as many subscriptions as we'd like go ahead and do it like the the content uh oh nine max doing his best to troll us wants me to stop swearing this isn't sunday fucking school max like i build this podcast i could say what i want if you don't like it if and you that, want to cover your ears, go for it. But also too, yeah. the Bruins are essentially a one-line team. Max, I gotta What's give you credit. Crap. You are the Michael Bunting of this show today. A one-line what? team, apparently.
1: You apparently haven't watched the Bruins because excuse me. <laughs> you know, because okay, they have the they have the perfection line. He's off. Awesome. He's third it up. Max is they, started up. they also know. have they also have a guy who's won a heart trophy in taylor hall playing a third line with charlie coyle and they have kreichi with Z- they, they have three good lines and a fourth line that produces so what the hell are you talking Other,
0: about hey william nylander posters all over max's locker fucking basement or whatever he's got uh anush patel how about max stole me from the hawks yeah that's uh that, that max might be something but would max be the right kind of guy kid could he elevate and bring leadership we know he would bring a bit of sandpaper he's got some offensive skill he's been around a little bit but is that the kind of guy who can elevate because it doesn't have uh the pedigree of the long playoff run with sustained success and you know he wouldn't be able to uh infiltrate uh you know a semi-winning mentality and and help to uh, to you know inflate it to a winning mentality
1: well let me let me ask you Norm, because i don't know about this but the you 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 probably would because max and marner played with london at the same time did they play on the same line together did did they ever uh, i I don't know i mean because if they if they did then that that deal that deal would make some sense because then you'd have domi playing on the left wing with Tavares and marner
0: and i I think that now domi domi was on his way domi's Domi was on his way out when Marner just got there. Right, right. but then he
1: came, but then he came back and then he he was playing with them in 2015, I think, when Marner was. was... Well, Domi didn't want to be there at that I know point he when
0: Marner, Marner was just getting going. So right. the, what what they they're all part of the lineage of that that lot yes. of talent that the the um the the knights would draft and churn out uh, as you know as the seasons went on. So they they were connected. They they, they did share the same locker room and, and were on the same ice, but one was at the back end of, of, a, of a career in junior hockey. Yeah. Didn't want to be there anymore. And then we all knew that you know, uh, the, the mullet wearing Mitch Marner would become a a, a phenomenal player. And obviously 2016 led to help lead the team yeah. to a, a Memorial Cup in, in Red Deer. Um, and and he,
1: played, he played with Matthew Kuchuk and Christian Dvorak. Then. Right.
0: That, that team that team was filthy. And th- that was the, the, the last uh, Memorial Cup winner f- for the London Knights. Um, so just there's another one here. Corey Parrish. I'm scrapping that game as a one-off. Wow. Uh, Corey, Corey's an OG. Uh, he thinks that the the Leafs should concentrate on 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 improving the defense. I don't know how that was a one-off. They made their mistakes uh in big moments, which is, is not rare. I mean, it does happen, and in this case, it resulted in a loss uh, in a very close game. But the the result to Boston, you know, in a close game that we all believed had substance, is not a rare thing. It's it's well, it's happened constantly it's happened annually and um maybe it's indicative of what may happen if uh, the leafs and, and boston uh, face off in the playoffs again which many of us believe they will
1: well core i'll ask corey this and because i was thinking about this last night what game this season did that game most closely resemble and i looked through the the leaf schedule and it's the 4-3 overtime loss to tampa bay in tampa bay now in that game, Matt Murray lets in a bad goal by Alex Kalorn in overtime. But it was three-three late in the game. The Leafs barely held on to get the point, and then thirty seconds into overtime, Kalorn scores the goal. And uh, I don't blame Murray for the for the the Grizzly goal. There was some a little bit of interference, and you know uh, he was saying that his glove was tipped, and they and they didn't. I'm surprised that uh, that uh, uh, Sheldon Keith didn't go didn't go to the uh, uh, the, yeah yeah that's my ringtone <laughs> um the, the, you got uh, it this time <laughs> yeah yeah no um but 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 the, but this is the, I mean this is the thing it, it, it it's a situation where you, when you come up against the teams that you're going to face in the playoffs you know it, it's a reflection of what you will see in the postseason and you look at Tampa Bay right. And you look at the depth of their lineup and you look at how good they are on right. defense. And you look at Vasilevsky, who's the best goaltender or the first or second best goaltender mm-hmm. in the in the league, um, especially in the playoffs. Uh, and you know what you have there. Linus Allmark right now is the odds on favorite to win the Vesna, And you've got a Bruins team that is deep and talented and on a roll. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so, I mean, in terms of, you know, OK, it might be a one off. But those are the teams you're going to play. And Boston is going to add at the deadline too. There's talk about them being in on Ryan O'Reilly. Right. They can, they can do that. There's talk, you know, as I said with Friedman, there's talk about uh with Elliott reporting that uh that that, that Tampa Bay is gonna go out and get Luke Shen. How much how much do you want to bet with their limitations, with Tampa Bay's limitations, a guy like Andre Kuzmenko, who's uh who is a you know the, a Russian import from the KHL, who was on a one-year contract. Who's made? He's only making nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Who could be the next Panarin? Because you know he come, he came in, he, and he's almost averaging a point a game with Vancouver. But he's making less than a million dollars, and he's going. He's going to go unrestricted. How much you want to bet? Tampa Bay is in on that guy because that's a guy that they can add, and they can't, and they can afford. Would Toronto be in on that guy? Maybe. But I'm just saying, those are the moves that Tampa Bay will make because they're interested. In winning a, another Stanley Cup and the Leafs I don't know what Kyle Dubas is going to do and if Kyle Dubas doesn't get out of the first round I'm convinced him and Sheldon Keefe are going to get fired wow I mean
0: I, I mean I wouldn't do it I'm not saying I, I disagree with that but wow after everything
1: yeah after after 115 point season the best team the best season in Leaf history wow. you know and and what they did last year if they lose for a sixth straight time right? Look, actually I, seven straight time. There'll be seven straight time, Washington, Austin twice, Columbus, Montreal, Tampa, Tampa. They lose for the seventh straight time. I don't think MLS and E is giving Kyle Dubas another contract. And if Kyle Dubas is, is gone, are they going to keep Sheldon Keefe around? I don't know, but that's what's in front of this team. And right now they have to do something to get past these teams mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's enough. Do they have the cap space or do they have the wherewithal to do it? I don't know, but they have to try. Otherwise, it's another failed season for this if team. If the
0: essence of the group was was tough and frenetic and just in your face with with the skill that it has, in a game like last night and and uh, uh Max we love you man we appreciate you being here Max made the point that the leafs had beaten the the bruins uh, several times before losing last night just just last night's game just had that feel of uh, playoffs the, the leafs playoffs not not you know one step behind one step behind boston completely outshot um you know blocking a bunch of blocking a bunch of shots um but not as many as boston and then you know as, uh, i guess uh, statistically, hitting out, hitting the the Bruins, but a lot of that had to do with the Bruins being so suffocating, and you know, guys just making a lot of ways incidental contact. It's it, I see I see a team that is very close, but is missing is missing that element of of pushback and you know being forceful and and ha- t- uh, running the play, having the whole of the play, and uh, this Boston game, regardless of recent history reminds you of past failures and when you see that the this team still lacks what it had lacked against the team that you know will it'll most likely face and that has been the kind of the the litmus test and to to especially to lose late like that even with the giveaways even with the fuck-ups and the brain farts and stuff like that it leaves it leaves a a bad taste in your mouth that said boss there's a chance mike and i know you wouldn't bet on this but there's a chance Something can go wrong in Beantown and the 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 cards can start to uh, sure. drop and crumble. And I don't know if the whole house of cards would fall, where sure, based yeah. on where they are right now. But sure. it I could mean, happen. If, yeah, Morgan it, Riley could sure. show up to next game and go, "I'm back, guys. Sorry, it's it's been a bit of a clusterfuck since I've returned, but I'm back." And you can get guys like beats and some of these other dudes here beats we love you man uh some of these other dudes who are all, all over him right now uh you know questioning the contract and believing that you know this guy's on the decline so things might change and that's what i that's what i'm saying what i don't think changes it, unless um there are a, a couple of personality alterations between now and the in the deadline and maybe a reset in in these guys brains is that this team becomes a physical team with pushback that's ready to take any motherfuckers on at any time i don't think that changes mike few more points and we'll get out of here short
1: of and okay you know I, and i'm believe me folks i i'm not one of the i i'm 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 not rooting for this and i think probably most lee fans are not rooting for this but short of a, a significant injury to one of those teams like if vasilevsky went down uh going into the playoffs or if bergeron or marchand or pasternak got hurt i i don't see a path where the leafs you know the, the you could say well the leafs went to seven games with the bruins
0: forget the seven games they went, man. they went and they, they went to six
1: and they went to seven games with uh with tampa great but in those have been six again right but 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 if you get to game seven you know if you get to game seven the cream rises to the top i mean you could say vasilevsky struggled in that playoff series last year but vasilevsky in game six and game seven he was the difference Mm. he was the difference so i'm just saying it's like if those teams and we know that the injuries happen and uh and whatever but i don't think you can depend on all of a sudden boston or tampa in the playoffs just saying oh you know like i mean you know they will come with their hair on fire yeah they will be there right. and, that's and, the thing. And, and 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 toronto has to match that to be able to beat that because i think toronto talent-wise, is as talented or maybe even more talented offensively than Tampa or Boston. But Boston and Tampa are more complete teams and play a playoff style and Toronto
0: doesn't. Can I ask you you a question? What kinds of conversations do you think Sheldon Keefe has with Kyle Dubas when they're sitting around having a scotch? Like, Sheldon Keefe can't think that... that he's got right now is is good enough to go all the way I mean it's close but being being close like this almost and not being able to to and being close like this but having a um just a philosophy on the team and guys on the team who can't themselves uh, elevate and get there and just be be augmented and, and uh you know put over the uh, the edge that's got to be more frustrating than being uh a year you know several years back knowing that you can create what you need to create to to, to get there what kinds of conversations do you think these guys have and what do you think Sheldon Keefe is begging Kyle Dubis to do for him if he is at all
1: well I mean I think and of course it was highly edited so we didn't get a clear indication of what those conversations are like but with that amazon series you did see some conversations between the two and i do think you know i mean i don't think that sheldon keith is like in lockstep with everything that kyle dubas does but basically it's like kyle dubas provides the talent and sheldon keith does his best to make that team into a more cohesive unit against uh the opposition that they face and you know, I definitely think that this team over the last few years since Keith took over is much better defensively as a team unit. I yeah. mean, I, and that's I, important.
0: That's really important. And nobody's nobody's shitting on the defensive style that right. they adopted, employed, and wouldn't say perfected but really got good at when Riley was gone um and you know just to limited what Mosten and Matthews and some of these offensive guys can do that's where their point totals are down but the goals against had been down it's starting to creep up a little bit now i think that's that's that that defensive way of thinking is extremely important but what what do you need when you know when you're playing more defensively you still need to have guys who one block in defensively but also lock into a you know a, a physical uh mindset and to take the play when they get the opportunity i don't think throughout this group these these guys uh are, are, are on board with that i don't think they're capable of that and i believe um sheldon keith that deep down that's really gotta bug him because i think he knows what he needs and i don't think it's just as easy as you know snapping your fingers picking up a phone and and acquiring a guy to change but i also I, I
1: also i also think that like i mean we were concerned last week when we were talking on the convo about uh you know the performance of Murray and Samsonov and right. this week Murray was fantastic against Nashville Samsonoff was great against Detroit in a losing effort and i thought Murray was were, was pretty good to, tonight good enough to win the game yeah. he made saves at the key times so i like again i don't think the goaltending is a question mark here's the here's one optimistic or one of the few optimistic things that i saw from the game last night mm. Sandine and Liljegren are the are a pairing that not, not to be feared, but they move the puck, they know each other. Liljegren is a lot more physical than a lot of He's he's tough against the boards. You know, the, the you know the, and that is okay. If 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 you're gonna hang something uh, in terms of a, a positive for Kyle Dubas, what they've done in terms of talent recognition. Now, I know Lilligren was, was drafted by Mark Hunter, but he was developed through the organization, slowly through the Toronto Marlies, and now after being drafted in 2017, it's 2023, and I think he's arguably one of their better defenders. Sandine has had injury issues. He played really well last night. Giordano at $800,000 could be one of the best, best right. bargains in the league. Um, when Riley gets back up to speed and we have he has half a season to do it, right. Brody gets back healthy, I think their defense is good enough to, to win in the playoffs. Where they, I think, are going to need help is the depth up front. Yeah. You cannot have a fourth line with – Wayne Simmons and Dryden hunt playing eight minutes and five minutes in a playoff scenario. You need a fourth line. That is not a liability that can play 10 to 12 minutes. And if you don't have that, you're not going to win. You cannot do it. You cannot lump 24, 25, 26 minutes a night on your top forwards. You need to have depth throughout the lineup and people contributing. And last night, I think you You basically played a game with 10 forwards
0: Mm. Sandine and Lilligren look great and they obviously, um, the optics were benefited them because the other guys, Timmons and Riley played so ineffectively, uh, you know, we've, we've been lauding Timmons over the his point production. That's great and all, Connor, but, you know, we need you to play with size and be, and be physical and, you know, be defensive. Everyone's gonna have a shitty game. Um, and a guy like Connor Timmons, you're going to, He's gonna have a shitty game. He's just so young, and and he, you go on a run, and then you know the 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 um, reality sets in that this is hard, and he, you're gonna have challenges. The the Riley thing is tough. He's not gonna get the rope that you or I think he should get because he's put in all the time, and he's been relatively stable coming off of an injury. It's just no, that's not the way it is. We we all look for somebody to whip on and and shit on. And Riley, right now, if this his play continues this way, or he doesn't show signs of snapping out of it and getting back to the old Morgan Riley, it's it's um, it's going to get worse. But Lilligren, I do, what I do like about him is that there's there's no. Um, there's no entitlement right he's he took they took their time with him and that was part of the understanding we didn't really hear that timothy lillygrin wants to fuck off back to sweden because you know he thinks he's uh the second coming of nick lidstrom and these the leafs are um you know uh suppressing his ability this guy is he's here and he's got the, his eyes man you see it in his eyes man that guy's got those serial killer eyes like i'm I'm not playing games out here and you know four hits last night and whether they're just you know if he's just a paper tiger that's one thing I just I really really like that I I I like the way he plays I'm encouraged about that and I I'm glad you you brought that up Our our, uh, our buddy Veets uh giving a shout out to his fellow paisan not you um but to Mark Giordano uh a a guy who you know almost 40 years of age blocking shots and and doing a lot of stuff that is nice to see but man oh man like he's on borrowed time uh you'd like to you'd like to have him not necessarily convalesce but you know play a bit more of a support role um but then again maybe it's in him to 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 play as hard as he possibly can I had as long some... as he can and we're not complaining as, as leaf fans we got to wrap it up here mike i yeah. to him and we let's go
1: yeah i had somebody say to me oh, gee i wish we would have had giordano 10 years ago it's like sure hey, who wouldn't know? have yeah, exactly. Um, just the one, one point I, I saw Corey Parrish in the chat about Nyes, and somebody previous to that says, well, nice doesn't want to be with the Leafs. Okay, I, I was at the rookie development uh, uh, camp in uh, last summer. Matthew Nice did not sign with the Leafs, not because he didn't want to sign with the Leafs, but because he didn't think he was ready. To to jump in and to be in a playoff scenario, does
0: that come every, from? That's
1: every ridiculous every indication is is that Matthew Nyes will sign with the Leafs after his season at Minnesota is over with. Now the thing is that Minnesota more than likely is going to go to the Frozen Four. They're one of the best teams in in the NCAA right now. They have Logan Cooley, who was the first round pick of the Arizona Coyotes. He's playing on Nyes' line. Nyes had a I retweeted it. He had a fantastic shorthanded goal for Minnesota uh, in a recent. I'd
0: want that experience too if I were him.
1: Right, exactly. So, so I think you know he's going to play in the Frozen Four, and then I think he will sign with the Leafs. Now, where I think it's unfair is I don't think the Leafs are going to say, "Oh, okay, Matthew Nice with one game experience, let's put you in on the second line with Matt with Tavares and Marner." I mean, he's a kid coming out of college hockey. He's yeah.
0: Brendan yeah. Shanahan. That's who he is. He reincarnated. Chris or something.
1: No, yeah. if, if you if you want to put him in on the fourth line, okay. If you think he can handle it, sure. But I'm just saying they're not going to like leave a spot in the top six for Matthew Nyes in a playoff scenario against a Tampa Bay or Boston. It's just, just not fair. That's why the Leafs have to go out and do something at the deadline and improve this team in a, in a dramatic fashion if they have think they have a chance to beat the Lightning or
0: the Bruins. OGs Converse, thanks so much for being here. Uh, We really appreciate it. We teased you with a potential show, uh, a sneak show for Friday uh mike was at the marley's game and i don't know that was that was an event
1: that was an eventful game because um the after the first period a unfortunately someone in the stands had a cardiac event or some health event uh they had to call ems uh in and that person was taken out of the arena by ambulance and they couldn't continue the game because they have to have an ambulance on standby, apparently, per right. league rules. So the the game ended up getting postponed. So I saw, I was only able to see one period of uh, of, of Marley's hockey. Uh, and that, you know, uh, hopefully the person who had the uh, medical emergency is okay. I haven't heard anything in terms of what happened, but it was, it was sort of an eventful game.
0: Did you go through that bullshit bullshit trip on the go train too, just to get there for one period?
1: Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah yeah but hey worst
0: at least you got at least you got back to aldershot or wherever you dumped your car early up to, de- to to avoid the lunatics who were on that last train Yeah, no burlington burlington i never go to aldershot wow we uh beats uh have a, a great week uh norm uh and mike uh, you two beats bitch marner uh, what are you drinking norm wouldn't you like to know maybe i'll maybe i'll share that with you uh the Panthers, interesting, I, I'm sorry, we should go, but I, I'm just thinking about the Panthers. President's Trophy winners in Sunrise, Florida. All 12 fans down there were pretty indifferent to it. And here they are struggling to, you know, be relevant and, and make the playoffs. So, you know, as, as, we, as we get frustrated that the Leafs can't, don't seem to be able to take that next leap uh, in terms of the full mosaic of becoming a, not a contender, but a champion. We look at a team like the Panthers that rose and they're doing their very best not to fall completely flat. These aren't terrible times in Toronto. These are really good times, but good is not enough.
1: No. And and last word for me, um, right now, the Leafs are 26, 11, and seven. They played 44 games. Tampa's played 41. Tampa's only four points behind the Leafs. So it's going to be a nip and tuck battle for home ice advantage. I don't know how much that means, but Six of the next seven games before the All-Star break, the Leafs play at – or seven of the next eight, excuse me, play they play at Scotiabank Arena. So that is where they need to make hay against Tampa. Uh, they play Florida and Winnipeg at home and then Montreal on Saturday night at, at Bell, as you say. And, you know, this is where – and it's a balanced schedule. No no uh, three games and four nights. It's every other night from here until the All-Star break they need to make hay and and earn some
0: points and that's it all comes down to just like you said earning points staying on track and doing what it can as a team to internally get better find that extra gear inside and um you know collectively show show the organization and the fans that we are uh you know we aren't as far away as many of us believe um, from from actually reaching the promised land. That it's it's generally within that group. Perhaps some um, reinforcements will be added before the uh, the playoffs come. And you know, it would be nice, Mike, for, for once, to to be doing a a show or a series of show after uh, a first round uh, victory. We haven't been able to do that as uh, the the collaboration of the Leafs combo since we got going back in 2018. Um, Will it happen uh, later on in the spring? It remains to be seen, but all of you guys I know will stay tuned to the Leafs combo. Like this content, subscribe to the channel, let your friends know what we're doing. In all likelihood, you'll see us in seven days time, but you never know when we'll be able to uh, come together and put something to to wax for you and, and get you set up for whatever's going on with the Maple Leafs. For Mike, I'm Norm. Talk to you soon.